Jazz game night, post-game show. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. The Jazz beat the Bulls 102-98. to Let's uh, check out your sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Jazz tonight shot 48.7% from the field, 36.7% uh, from three. They were led by uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, who had 19 points on 5 of 13 shooting. Uh, Rudy Gobert with 17 points and 12 boards. Donovan Mitchell, 17 points to go along with seven assists. And, of course, we've been talking about the bench. Uh, Clarkson coming in with 12 points. Nyang uh, coming in with 11. On the other side, the Bulls shot just 39.4% uh, from the field tonight. They were led by Zach Levine, who had 26 points. And get this, Tim, 9 of 26 shooting. Zach likes to shoot. 3 for 11 from 3. And seriously, that game, they're down 2. And he just – there was no question he was going to shoot that ball off the first side, pick and roll. And, you know, it's just one of those that either goes in or doesn't. So, um, but Jazz did a, a good job of making him take a lot of shots to get the points. Um, as far as Donovan Mitchell tonight, Tim, I, I liked his game. Uh, he and Joe both. But Donovan seemed like he was more of that uh, playmaker role, even down the stretch. Uh, Chris Dunn's a really good defensive player, and their game plan down the stretch smartly was to try and take Donovan out of it. And uh, they got some big plays from others. But uh, but interesting, Donovan's game tonight was certainly more about playmaking and distributing, it felt, to only taking 14 shots. Yeah, and, and what you like about it is, you, you know, you don't worry about – um, <laughs> whether he's going to be able to have it, uh, you know, down the stretch next game, he just he, he it's a game where they did a great job a ton at taking him away, but to his credit, he didn't try to force too much, um, and and really actually just became more of a facilitator, getting those seven assists. All right, let's go back to Chicago where Quinn Snyder is addressing the media. And withstood their late run there. What went into this one, Coach? Well, I think, you know, at the, they went on the 7-0 run to start the second quarter. And we came out of that timeout, um, you know, with a great mindset. Um, and we made things hard. I don't know how many points they had the rest of that quarter. But, um, you know, I thought we really picked it up. And then, you know, did it down the stretch defensively. They made a, you know, a couple threes off a couple loose balls. And then you know, saved one out of bounds and got a dunk. And, uh, you know, I thought we, we, we just stayed strong mentally um, and kept defending and, you know, and had just enough to, to win the game. But, you know, give Chicago credit, their activity, um, you know, on the defensive end. And, uh, you know, they, they, they played well enough to win, and we happened to get the, get the win. Speaking of staying strong mentally, how instrumental was Rudy Gobert there down the stretch? Yeah, you know, the, defensively, as aggressive as they were, you know, you... You just have to get off the ball quickly and trust your teammates. And as the game progressed, I thought Rudy got more and more comfortable rolling, and we were able to find him, particularly Joe. Joe had a terrific game, um, you know, just managing the game and communicating. I thought, you know, we did as good a job as we have all year, just staying, staying together and staying connected on both ends, um, even when things weren't easy. Kind of uh, changed the momentum in that third quarter when you guys went on. Well, you know, part of it you you settle in in a game, and you know I think defense, you know, it's it's uh, you know, and there's a lot of things that contribute to that. Um, 
but I thought we did an excellent job on the defensive boards, you know, and that allowed us to get out. George Yang hit some big shots, um, did a terrific job. And I mentioned Joe, I think nine assists and no turnovers. So we had a lot of lifts from different guys. Emmanuel came in and gave us some, you know, some really good minutes. And, and Tony Bradley as well, you know, was able to you know, rebound the ball and, and finish at the other end. So, a, uh, you know, Jordan, you know, you ask him, he probably didn't play his best game, but, um, you know, being aggressiveness, or being aggressive from three and knocking down a few threes, everybody did a little something at a, at a given time um, to help us win the game. And that's how you win uh, on the road. That's how you win close games. Coming off the game, only allowing 14 threes by Detroit. And they had, I think, 17 at the end of the first half attempts. What happened down on the perimeter? Well, some of it was transition. Um, some of it were breakdowns. We went under on on marketing one time, and he made a three. Um, I thought they did it. Like, as I said, the, the, some of them were kind of broken play, loose balls, um, where we've got to come up with rebounds. Um, and some of them were just them spacing and us, you know, being cross-matched in transition and not being alert enough. So um, I, don't, I don't think fundamentally there was anything they're aggressive shooting them too, you know, so I thought we did a better job as the game went on because. Okay. Well, Gwen Snyder from a dance, dance club party somewhere. Yeah. Doing not, not the, the traditional podium tonight. He's having a little fun celebrating the victory. Uh, Coach Snyder said something uh, right there, Tim, that uh, you observed as we were watching this one here in the studio. Uh, second half made a nice adjustment, getting the role more involved. And uh, Quinn saying that had a big-time impact on tonight's game. No, it seemed like right from the start of the second half, um, that's something that they – the way that Chicago was guarding it and the way they were kind of uh, staying close to shooters, the role was there. And they did a great job of finding Rudy a handful of times, particularly late that – that late one that where he dunked it but just a, a great understanding of um, pick and roll coverage and how they were guarding it great job by the staff to identify it and, and the guys executing it and Rudy tonight was just terrific 17 points 8 of 11 shooting only one of two at the line kind of uh, not as many free throw attempts as we're used to for Rudy but he did have 12 boards two offensive rebounds and three block shots but I, I I would dare say the altered shots tonight, Tim, if they uh, kept that, would probably be around a dozen. Let's go back to Chicago where Donovan Mitchell is addressing the media. Sometimes, you know, I think sometimes he kind of gets caught in between. And when he's decisive and just goes up there and just tries to punish people on both ends, you know, he turns into the all-star that he is. And, um, you know, nights like this. And then who do we just play? I think Detroit did the same thing. Like he's, 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 uh, he's playing at a really high level right now. Coach said he liked the way you guys came together. What did you see there? Um, it's easy to fold, you know, on the road, first game of the road trip, right after the new year, you know, we're down 11. You know, it's easy to kind of chalk it up and say, I will go be ready for Orlando. But, you know, we, we stuck it in and fought back and continued to, to play. You know, Tony came in, gave us great minutes. George played out of his mind. Emmanuel coming in, pushing for Like, you know, you can go down and name so many different guys who contributed. Joe with his 10 assists, uh, Boyan closing the game out. Like, I think, you know, when you have guys that we all want to, we all lock in, especially on a defensive end, you know, Royce coming up with two great defensive plays, uh, big rebound. You know, obviously, Rudy with his blocks and whatnot, but like that's 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 who we need to be at all times, and you know, I think we're showing it in games like this. You guys shoot 11 of 15 in that third quarter, where you kind of 
retake control. Were you, yeah, were you feeling it out there? Was it, was it that apparent? Um, I didn't even know it was 11-15, but, you know, we moved the ball. That's really all it was. We were just moving the ball. You know, they want to take us out of a lot of stuff and trying to turn us over, you know, but being able to get off the ball, you know, make the extra pass, find open guys, and take the shot, hit the right shot. You know, that's, that's what really, you know, I think um, changes, you know, the offense. You know, sometimes we got a little stagnant, but we quickly got out of that and continued to move the ball and got what we wanted. It's huge. I think it's it's big time. You know, like I said, guys, we're gonna we're gonna all do our part. You know, and sometimes you know it'll be myself, it'll be Brian, it'll be Rudy. You know, but uh, it'll be a whole team. It's always a team effort. That's always the biggest. It's always gonna be a collective team team effort. And you know, like I said, you see Joe having ten assists. You know, we have Rudy having ten and ten or twelve and whatever it was. Um, George coming in doing this thing. You know, Tony playing great minutes. You know, I looked at he had like what six points, but it didn't feel like six. You know, it's a crucial six and then defensive plays. There's so many things you got you, you can chalk it to, but everybody's doing their thing in their role. From year one to year three, how do you think you've grown with your ability to control the game from the point guard position? I think just being able to slow down, you know, like not having to take certain, certain shots. I think that's the biggest thing, you know, being able to shot selection, you know, and being able to find guys who are open. You know, I can't remember the last time, you know, in a game like this where I, I, I shoot it all right, you know, but find the right guys, make the right plays. You know, it's not always about going out there and trying to have 30. It's about going out there and trying to make the right plays, trying to find guys who are open and slow myself down. All right, that was Donovan Mitchell and his post-game comments. Donovan finished tonight with 17 points and 7 assists. We'll talk more about what he had to say coming up right around the corner. But the Jazz did win, and that means you win. Uh, the day after every Jazz win, home or away, Little Caesars is giving you free pizza. Order one custom-round multi-topping pizza through the Little Caesars app, and you'll receive a free large extra-most bestest pepperoni pizza using promo code UTAHJAZZ, all one word, valid at all, participating Utah Little Caesars locations, mobile orders only. Your final tonight, the Jazz beat the Bulls. 102.98. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. More straight ahead here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post-game show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Coach Tim LaCombe with you. Let's take a look at your uh, points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. Fast break, or excuse me, uh, points in the paint tonight, Tim. Tied up 46 apiece for both the Jazz and the Bulls. The, the, the Bulls did a great job of getting to the rim in transition, particularly first half. I um, feel like the Jazz kind of shored that up, but it's interesting that that numbers, I, w- I wouldn't have guessed it to be uh, even. Uh, seemed like the Jazz did a little more damage around the, the rim. Well, plus Wendell Carter had 18 points. I like him. He's he's a good he's player. He's tough. Yeah. yeah. He's big and physical and strong. I like him. I really like Dunn. Uh, I think Dunn's a nice piece to uh, a team. He's really tenacious, plays hard. Um, can shoot it, score it. Uh, he's a, he's a good player. Well, it's it's interesting. Uh, we talked about this in the pregame, comparing the Pistons, who the Jazz played the other night, and this Bulls team. The Pistons with the the injuries that they had. I mean, it was Andre Drummond, and that's about it. You know, they they didn't have a whole lot of pieces playing in that game. This Bulls team has pieces. I, I mean, if they continue to get better and and uh, play harder, I think 
probably need a little bit better coaching, but uh, they're going to grow. Uh, but I, I'm telling you, Markenden's a nice piece. Carter's a nice piece. Dunn's a nice piece. Uh, I think Levine. Um, I like his game. I think he can still get better. But there's there's guys uh, White coming in off the bench. I mean, uh, there's there's guys on this Bulls team that can play. And as David mentioned in our crosstalk, this team plays hard. They do. Uh, Boylan, he is what he is, but he has his team playing hard. Yeah, and I think that that is such a huge piece. I mean, we're talking about the the moves the Jazz made, and really, I think they just went out and found a couple guys who fill a need and then Georgie just plays hard right and, yep. and good things happen when you play hard and you play right Tony's getting better because of of that very thing that if you go out there and play hard you, that's a big piece of it and uh, the Bulls do that and they do they competed pretty well Let's take a look at the assist feature tonight, uh, proudly sponsored by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Throughout the Utah Jazz season, Larry H. Miller Dealerships donating $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller Charities. We are driven by you. This was a big stat tonight. The Jazz had 24 assists on 37 made field goals. Joe Ingles had 10. Donovan Mitchell had 7. Royce O'Neal had 3. The ball was moving. Moutier had 2 assists coming in off the bench. And boy, Joe Ingles and Donovan Mitchell, they're the playmaking ability and Mike Conley's absence is just huge. Yeah, and it's a uh, it's a real compliment to the way they're, they're playing. I think that the the Jazz when you when you have two of your best players in Donovan and Joe who um, just make the right basketball play, and Donovan alluded to it in the in the post game interview. You know, he's he's even he said, "Hey, this is where I've grown a little bit. Where before maybe I'd shoot a couple tough shots. Shot selection's a big part of why I've gotten better because I understand." Um, you know, when guys come to me and be able to, to kick it. And that's definitely for him to get seven again tonight after having nine um, the other night. He's doing a great job of just letting the game come to him. And his connection with, with Rudy is is uh, is really good. And Rudy had that connection with uh, with Ricky Rubio and Joe kind of had that connection with Derek Favors. And uh, as the roster has moved, they've they've uh, really connected together. And in fact, I've, I've well, let's, let's talk about this in a moment. Let's go back to Chicago. Rudy's talking Oh, okay. You know what? We'll hold off on on uh, on that for a moment. Uh, but finishing my point about, uh, it, it, I can't remember who I was listening to the other day, Tim. It it may have been Locke, but anyway, made a really great point on that. I think is the best argument for Joe Ingles staying in the starting lineup when Mike Conley comes back is he's got the connection with Rudy. And if you want Rudy to continue to be an offensive weapon, it would appear that Joe Ingles is playing a big part in that. Yeah, he just he sets him up so well, and his pace off the pick and roll, and and even sight like driving it, finding Rudy in the dunker spot. He found him a couple times tonight there. Just a great job of having a feel for it, uh, knowing what kind of makes the big guy tick. Uh, and he he does need to get his touches here and there, but and then he'll play his, his tail off for you defensively. But great job by Joe and Donovan setting the tone as as two of the better players, uh, understanding hey we're we're going to make the right play and we're going to pass the ball. And here's the thing, Rudy, he always makes me nervous when he catches the ball on offense and there's a guy between he and the basket. He's, he's really struggled. But at the, tonight we saw him do a really nice Euro step and finish with a strong dunk. I think often part of his problem is, is he's kind of doing a move and trying to get cute and then he doesn't go up strong. He combined uh, a nice move to, to get, uh, I don't want to say separation because they're right around the basket, but get himself a little room to, to maneuver and then finished it with a strong dunk. If, if he's going to improve in that part of his game which he needs to and that's maybe uh, another big thing for him uh, that would that was certainly effective yeah, and harpering on the broadcast television broadcast made the comment that um 
that you know that's something that three years ago Rudy couldn't do, and I, I agree. I think that um, you know he's growing too and getting better. But that that was a really nice move by Rudy, one of the better ones you'll see, where he actually catches it kind of on the move in what hasn't been so friendly territory, and he kind of navigates it through with a euro and a nice dunk, which the bench got a huge kick out of. Um, they were over there doing the uh, imitation of the euro, big steps euro. Well, and, and I think Rudy knows this as much as uh, as anybody. If he's going to get the recognition that he wants, you know, all stars, you know, all NBA first teams, those those sorts of things, he's going to have to keep, continue to improve his offensive game. And I I almost feel bad saying this, given how far his offensive game has come in the years that he's been in the league. And I think last year Quinn really transformed formed him into a bona fide weapon. But if he could ever really hone an offensive game where he was not 100% dependent on his teammates, I mean, that, that might be what he needs to really catapult himself into superstardom. Well, one thing that I feel like he's doing this year that we haven't seen a lot in the past that it, it makes it real easy is I, I'm trying to remember the Detroit game the other night. I think it was a possession where he just early in the possession, he just ducked in hard right at the front of the rim and they found him. I mean, if he can make those plays where it doesn't have to come off a ball screen where he's rolling, but just take advantage of his size and just bury guys. And I feel like he's doing that a little bit more too, which is, you know, another step in the right direction. But there's no doubt he and everybody else benefits uh, from all that ball movement and, and not to get back to the assist feature, but I mean, 24 assists tonight, that's a really, that's a really great number. And they still had 17 turnovers, which considering they had six at half, 11 in the second half, that's something to keep an eye on, particularly in the third quarter. Uh, they couldn't seem to hold on to the basketball, but um, you know, with that ball movement is going to come a certain amount of turnover. Uh, but the Jazz definitely, they were a little bit, I thought, manic at times when they struggled. They weren't moving the ball. Guys like Bogdanovich and Clarkson were, were really dominating it. And um, maybe where the bench was so effective, it, seemed, it felt like the ball really moved when those guys were playing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's growth. Um, it's progress. I do believe that the turnovers tonight, if you went back and watched them, I mean, some of them were just careless. But a lot of times when a guy's getting to try to do too much, um, you know, Clarkson had those two possessions in a row where he kind of left his feet and just kind of predetermined where the ball was going to go. As the guys get more comfortable in the system, those, those turnovers will cease a little bit. But against a team that, tur- that cre- creates the most turnovers uh, via the steal, uh, the Jazz only one more turnover than average tonight. So they did a, a pretty decent job with the uh, ball pressure that Chicago uh, puts forth. Let's talk, to, uh, let's talk about Bogdanovich for a second. Um, he led the team with 19 points tonight. 5 of 13 shooting, but Tim, he was 0 of 5 from 3, and this is the third game in a row where we haven't seen Bogdanovich play all that well, and it felt like when he was dominating the ball, it almost felt like he's pressing a little bit and feels like maybe he's trying to do so much as opposed to feeling the flow like he has earlier in the season, but talk about his play as of late. Yeah, it's hard It's hard to stay in as good a rhythm as, as Bogey was. I mean, he went for a couple weeks there when everything was kind of up, down, and sideways, and he was really kind of the consistent constant guy every single night um, and just feel like the, you know shooting the ball at times you know you can go in a little bit of a of, of a drought um, I do think that teams are doing a much better job of making him bounce the ball uh, I think they've watched enough film to understand hey 
if we leave him open, they're going to find him and he's going to make it. So they're making his attempts a little more difficult. Uh, but I don't worry per se. I, I, I agree with you. I think at times he was trying to really hammer the nail and, and you know, drive home his point. Right. Um, and that's not always the best thing, but he made some plays deep, you know, late in that game in the post that, that really kind of won him the game. So, um, you know, it's it's something hopefully, you know, you see 5 for 13, that's decent. Uh, just the 0 for 5, if you can make a couple of those and, and not have the turnovers, you know, then you'd have a, a way better night. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. We'll continue to break this one down. Coming up next, your final. The Jazz beat the Bulls tonight, 102-98 to here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. 102 to 98 is your final. The Jazz beat the Chicago Bulls tonight. Let's take a look at your Master of the Glass brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass. The local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Flight Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Flight will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's <clears throat> excuse me, team rebound leader with all proceeds benefiting the neighborhood house. As usual, tonight's uh, Master of the Glass, Rudy Gobert. 12 total rebounds, two offensive boards. Tony Bradley, and we've been talking a lot about Tony tonight, Tim. He had seven boards coming in off the bench here at Donovan Mitchell uh, praising Tony Bradley earlier to go along with his uh, his six points. And again, not to get too focused on the plus nine, minus numbers, Tim, but here's your plus minus for your bench. George Niang plus 19, Tony Bradley plus eight, Emmanuel Moutier plus five, and Jordan Clarkson plus four. Not bad. Yeah, and I'm kind of like David. I'm not a huge like individual plus minus guy, but it tells you it's got to tell you something, right? When the Jazz were struggling um, and every single night, almost to a man the the bench was negative 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 um so the fact that it's positive and and they're getting you know uh you know get 20 from Clarkson the other night off the bench tonight between Clarkson and Yang they get 23 so it's it's just a lot more stable and the guys are are doing what they're there to do they're coming in and, and giving the team a lift i am so impressed with with Tony Bradley because you know, Ed Davis, they brought in to be the veteran to back up Rudy Gobert, and it wasn't working ideally with Ed Davis. And we saw Tony early in the year when Ed Davis was hurt, you know, play some play some spot time, Tim, and it wasn't pretty. I mean, there there were times where, where Tony Bradley looked lost and uh, looked soft and was not, was not playing particularly well. Now Ed Davis comes back, and then Tony Bradley beats him out, and I've got to imagine practice probably had a, a little something to do with it. And now look at this guy making the most. Most of his opportunity, he played tough tonight. And going up against the likes of Wendell Carter is not easy. That dude's a load. And Tony Bradley played tough. And he and George probably had both had their best games of the year. Yeah, I love Tony's fourth quarter. Um, you know, the one thing you, you, you obviously look at as a coach is is just their their the the presence that they bring. And and it was a real compliment to him when Rudy wasn't out on the floor that he was still. Um, you know, making plays at the rim. Donovan and Rudy both uh, talked about it in the post game. So he's definitely growing and learning, and he's a young guy who's who's always kind of been. Um, you know, the future is kind of bright, and you're hoping that there'll be a breakthrough. But um, everything happens kind of 
slowly, and the process is real, and, and Tony had a great summer. Um, and he's carrying that over to the season. You know, I don't know if, if this means anything, but out of all the acquisitions during the offseason, right now the only one playing is Emmanuel Moutier. Mike Conley, obviously, uh, with, his, with his hamstring. Ed Davis is out of the rotation, and they cut Jeff Green. So it, it's not... It's not the rotation we expected to see at the beginning of the year. And, hey, the, the coaching staff deserves some credit for really trying to, to figure this out. And also that, you know, if, if Tony Bradley's playing better than Ed Davis, don't be shy to say, Ed, you're falling out of the rotation to go with Tony Bradley. Yeah, and, and the other thing, too, is just their the timeliness of going after and getting a guy like Clarkson. Um, identifying him, understanding, hey, we're going we're gonna to do this. Um, but you can't argue with the fact that uh, it's definitely caused uh, a real positive change to the bench itself, and, and that's helping the team win. Uh, no doubt about it. 102 uh, to 98 is uh, is your final. As far as the Bulls go, uh, Markinen and Wendell Carter both uh, finished tonight with 18 points, both nice young players. Zach Levine, 9 of 26 for 26 points, 3 of 11 from 3. He did have 5 assists, a steal, and a block, but uh, that's that's where the volume of their shooting is going to come from with, uh, with Zach Levine, and it probably should at this point, but i got to think uh, sooner rather than later this is going to be Laurie Markinen's team, no? Yeah, he, he Markinen is the guy that they're definitely going to build around. Um, found it interesting. I mean, they're the, the youngest team in the NBA. I mean, that's a crazy, crazy stat. Um, I think their average age is 23, 24. So there is a lot of young guys. And like you've mentioned, some really talented pieces. It's a matter of, I think I think you got the first thing figured out. They're playing hard. Now they got to play right. Yep. All right, let's take a look at your three-point takeover tonight, sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, uh, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Tonight, the Jazz were 11 of 30 uh, from three. Uh, Let's see here. Gorgeous George Niang, 3 of 5. Jordan Clarkson, 3 of 7. Donovan Mitchell tonight, 2 of 5. Joe Ingles, 2 of 5. Royce O'Neal, 1 of 3. And we talked about Bogdanovich struggling a little bit, Tim. He's 0, uh, 0 for 5. But, you know, he's. I was talking to Gordon about this the other day. He's a shooter, and shooters are going to slump. And, and the good news is he still took 13 shots. You, you don't want all of a sudden to see Bogdanovich not shooting because he's, he's going to be a big part of what you're going to do. Yeah, I loved, and I just love the force that he played with late. I mean, been easy with five turnovers and not having a very good night period um, to just not mentally be in it for the stretch. But to their credit, the Jazz credit and to Bogey's credit, I mean, the staff saw the advantage. Um, They had everybody's space, so if a double team did come, they'd have action. But they didn't need it. They threw it in there. He backed them down, got to the line, scored. And uh, a great job. There's lots of different ways to close a game with yep. this team particularly. It's nice to ha- you know be able to call on another guy and have him get it done. Well, I think you're right on the money. I mean, 9 of 9 from the line tonight for Bogdanovich, it's a, it's a, a big stat. I mean, I like players who maybe when it's, it's not falling, they still figure out a way to make an impact on the game while they, while they try to figure it out. Uh, you know, I remember Adrian. What was it? Uh, what did Trey Burke go uh, years ago? When what was it? It was something like one of twenty-two or something like that from the field. But he he still also didn't have any assists. I mean, it, it's just 
I, I think a lot of players, offensive players, you're, you're going to have your struggles. It's going to happen. Unless you're Jimmer Ferdet at BYU, you're going to have tough nights, and you got to figure out a way to to impact the game when maybe that three ball isn't going down, and nine of nine from the line is just that. And that's that the mentality to just keep playing, to keep playing hard, and to not shy away. You know, when you've heard a million times growing up playing, being around the game, watching TV, uh, the analysts will say, "Hey, man, you guy can't get it going. It's really important to drive it, get to the rim, get fouled, get." to the line see the ball go in um and that's uh that's what they did i i'm really impressed with you know what the sets they ran um and the way bogey handled it and he di- he didn't shy away from it he got the fouls called he knocked the free throws down and the jazz win uh, the Jazz do win 102 98. Want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all new redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Coming up on the other side, we'll get uh, Tim's final thoughts on this one as the Jazz beat the Bulls 102 98. We'll look forward uh, to their game coming up on Saturday night against the Magic. It's all straight ahead right here on your Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. The Bull, uh, the Jazz beat the Bulls tonight 102 98. They moved to 22 and 12 on the season. And Tim, they're now 500 on the road. How about that? 9 and 9 away from Vivint Smart Home Arena. And, you know, we talked about this team's struggles on the road earlier in the in the season. Tonight's win was actually a nice road win. I know Chicago's only 13 to 22 on the season, but the Jazz were down 11 at one point in the this game and it takes grit to come back uh, from double digits uh, on the road they actually worked their, their own lead up to 11 points before of course winning by four but you know this this was a, a hard fought one on the road it was hard fought and uh, I agree with you I think Donovan made the comment it had been easy first game after New Year's just say hey it's not going for us tonight let's pack it in uh, I love the competitive spirit. I love the way the guys hold each other accountable. Um, and they kept playing hard and got great different, uh, you know, kind of heroic efforts at different times from different guys. But Rudy really was kind of the, the linchpin to the win tonight, just making all those difficult, uh, those shots difficult for the Bulls around the rim. Um, you know, when especially when a team's making a run, if they get some easy shots or some things to go for them. But just there's really not that um, – that advantage with the Jazz because they do such a great job of protecting the rim. Yeah, and and Rudy down the stretch, it's it's pretty amazing what he's able to do. And you look at his um, advancement as uh, as a player, Tim, and from a coaching perspective, I I'm sure it's awesome just to watch. But I'm, I mean, he's so much more than just a rim protector now. He has so much ability, and what, uh, for lack of a better word, range. I mean, there there was one uh, was it Carter who uh, who challenged Rudy, and it actually ended up being a travel call. But he yeah. got Rudy up in the air. He then traveled and then went for a kind of a turnaround on the other side of the rim. Rudy actually recovered and blocked the shot, which was just remarkable. And again, it ended up being a traveling turnover. But, I mean, it's it's amazing how much ground he can cover and how he's turned in just to a, a total defender and not just a rim defender. I'll tell you the other thing he does great is – He'll challenge, you know, attack attacks at the rim. Um, he'll he'll be there to challenge, but he still is able to rebound the ball. Typically, a shot blocker will commit, you know, take themselves out of the play, um, much like we saw uh, Rudy Gobert do. 
uh, here in the uh, in Vivint uh, against who was the guy that was calling him? Oh, uh, was it Portland? Oh, Whiteside. Whiteside, yeah. yeah. You know, the way that Rudy kind of took advantage of him being a shot blocker. That's what I love about Rudy. He's not a quote-unquote shot blocker. He's a defender. He does a great job of, of impacting, but still being able to rebound and play his guy, which is, is really, really difficult. He caused an air ball on a three tonight where he got uh, rotated out. And I think Bowler and Harping were saying he they thought he got a piece of it. He did not because he did not get credit for the block. But, I mean, that's just amazing. Like a, a shooter on the perimeter sees Rudy closing out like a freight train and air balls of a three-pointer yeah and you and you use the right word range you know it's it's his his range to be able to get out to shots like that but it's also his range and understanding of hey i can go and mess with this shot but still get a body on a block all that stuff's really um you know if you could bottle it and teach it and get guys to be seven something uh you know make have a pretty good life I, I don't I, I'm gonna pick out a play because it's an, an obvious one from a few years ago even though I don't think it's fair but you remember in the playoffs a couple of years ago where Chris Paul totally turned Rudy in circles oh yeah uh, Rudy just uh, yep. uh, on the that, switch that doesn't really happen to him anymore and I, I I say that it'll probably happen next game just to make me look bad but I mean he he's that should happen to him when he gets matched against guards, and it just it just doesn't. He has a knack for staying in front of in front of players, and I don't know. You, you know what he you know what he does great is he trusts his length. In that situation, you know, Paul was kind of probing and pulling back, and and at that point, Rudy's young and ambitious, and he's trying to you know he attacks a back dribble, and that's when a big guy attacks a back dribble and kind of commits to it, you're done. Um, but he does a great job of sitting back now and just using his length. And if they're going to pull up, hey, I'm going to impact their shot late with my length. But that's where you've seen some growth. Yeah, it's it's absolutely uh, amazing how far Rudy is, has come. You know, we'll see if he gets All Star recognition. Uh, we talked about that a little bit during the pregame, but I mean, it, it, there there is no doubt he makes more of an impact on a game than ninety nine percent of the players in the NBA just by his sheer presence and and uh, and what he's able to do. And his game tonight was terrific: seventeen points, twelve rebounds to go along with uh, with three block shots for the the big man for Rudy. I got a question for you. All right, hit me. What were you doing on November 23rd? I'll answer it for you. You were sitting here with me. Okay, all it's right. the last time you and I have sat here and watched a loss. How about that? Six in a row for my guy, Tim Lacombe. Yeah, I told you in the beginning, every, regardless how we start, I'm going to win. You're on a heater right now. Heater. Including that win over the Clippers, right? Yeah, at the Stapes. We'll take That's it. That's a big win. Let's go. That's right. a that should count as a couple actually. That Just should get bonuses. Count as a couple. Bonus level. Hey, but the the Jazz are playing much much better, and uh, we talked in the pregame about the importance of that particular Clipper game. Is it kind of it, it was against such a good team? You go, okay, well maybe some of these see, these strides are for real, and they are coming together, and they are playing a little bit better. And Jordan Clarkson is is having an impact on this team. Well, I think the one thing you, you you know everybody's like, oh, why didn't they beat these guys by more? Or why did they give up that lead? I, again, the most important thing is. How many, not how. And this is another one you just put in the win column. Um, you know, there were some good things that happened. There were some tough things that happened. But when you put it in the win column and go to the next one, that's that's the very best thing you can do. Yeah, that's, that's indeed what matters. And I, th- I think, folks, during this particular stretch with the Jazz who are complaining about that, like, well, why didn't they mop the floor with this Bulls team, are forgetting just how bad it got a few weeks ago. 
after that road trip and the oh, loss yeah. to the Lakers. I mean, like the the wheels were coming off a little bit for this team, and they just needed to figure out a way to put it back together. So I feel like during this stretch where they're almost recovering from that or trying to figure out what was what was the big problem with that and incorporating new players, I, this is not the time to nitpick wins. No, and really, if you you know if you want to um, you know if you want to look at it and say, hey, you know where. Where are we? I think it's easy to look at this and see the growth. I mean, if you want to go through guy by guy, or you know, again, we talk game, rebounds, turnovers, defensive transition, whatever it is. If you want to look through it at the body of work, they're getting better and they're making strides and they're making improvements, and you see growth. All right, uh, let's uh, let's look forward to the next matchup a little bit, Tim. Uh, they'll have a day off tomorrow, of course, to travel. Then uh, they're headed down to Orlando, and they'll take on the Magic on Saturday night. That game will tip off at five o'clock. Uh, but uh, we just saw the Magic uh, not that uh, not that long ago. The Jazz beat them one hundred nine to one hundred two. Uh, but uh, talk about what you're expecting to see from the Jazz against Orlando. Well, it's nice that they have a little bit of time. Um, you know, it's not a back-to-back situation. Uh, they they should feel, for the most part, pretty rested. This has been a nice little stretch. Um, they will travel, uh, but it's a it's another opportunity to go play a game that um, you know that you on paper should win. But we all know how that works. You got to go grind it out. Um, but I, but I feel like the Jazz are uh, making great strides. It'll be interesting to see um, if you know uh, a guy like Tony Bradley, Moutier, those guys can continue to grow. And then you know the ever-present question is when Mike Conley is going to be back. We know it's not going to be on this road trip. But you got to feel good about the position the Jazz are in with the the guys they've had available and the fact that they've got a guy like Conley who's on the mend. So I know that Orlando is is not terrific. Uh, they're 15 and 19 currently, sitting in the eighth slot in the Eastern Conference. They're four and six in their last ten. Uh, but they're another young team that is, uh, in this case, well coached. I mean, I really like uh, uh, what Steve Clifford uh, can do. I think you know he got stuck with kind of a bum deal there in in Charlotte, and then they have a, a couple of nice pieces. I mean, Evan Fournier is a nice piece. Uh, Terrence Ross. Uh, we'll see if. if if Markel Fultz can make something out of uh, out of his career with a fresh start there in Orlando, but uh, but again, they're going to find another younger team that plays really hard and in this case is well coached. Yeah, a good size. Um, you got a guy like Mo Bamba. Um, you know they got some good ISO players. Um, the guys that uh, you know make it difficult to guard one on one. So I mean, Aaron Gordon's a big, strong guy. So yeah, again, another team because it's the best league in the world. It's going to have a lot of really good players. Um, but the Jazz should be up for it, and uh, it's a nice thing. They, they can travel, take a day, and, and get ready for this one. All right, I, I'm trying to think. Um, did you did you ever coach against Fultz when he was uh, that year? He was at uh, Washington? I did not, but uh, watched a ton in AAU. In fact, it was, it was crazy because I had not – it, you know, the summer, spring starts in April and then everybody starts kind of get the buzz, right? And right. Like, oh, you got to go see this guy. And I was actually back in Charlotte at a uh, Under Armour kind of all-star event, invite only, um, watching, I want to say I was watching, I was back there watching Yoli Childs, um, but Markel Fulce was there and... You know, it was kind of the buzz going around the gym, like, "Hey, this guy's really kind of taken over, and he's going to be the the number one player or whatever." Um, I really liked what I saw. I didn't really foresee all these 
glitches that you know it's kind of yeah, like it, uh, give me a 2k thought, glitch give me your thoughts on that because you just don't see it all that often i mean so much potential he goes number one uh has trouble with his shot you know we saw him when he played i mean not just trouble but like like Charles Bartley's it. golf swing. Well, and we saw when he played the Jazz, what was it, last year? It must have been last year, where he, when he shot his free throw, he almost like passed the ball back and forth between his right and left hand and then shot it. And it's like, that is the darndest thing I have ever seen. It, it's, I don't know, it's got to be rare to see a player go through something like that, right? You, you almost cheer for, for him just because it's such a just crazy, bizarre story. Yeah, and, and you know, I've watched a couple of games and it seems like he's in a better place um you know i know that there was an absolute ton of pressure uh being the number one pick and going through everything that he went through but it's a uh it's definitely something that it would be interesting to watch you know and just be interesting to understand the whole mental side of it all that he's gone through but um you know certainly what's the best for that kid all right tim give us a few final thoughts before we close the book on the bulls just a you know, I think the the key to the the game is there. It wasn't perfect, uh, but I love the Jazz toughness. You know, once again they hold the team to thirty nine percent from the field. They do a great job at contesting threes. Um, execute down the stretch when you know when uh, the game's on the line. And I like that they did it a different way, you know, through different guys. Um, you know, if a team is sees that Donovan's closing every game and the coaches are smart, they did a good job of taking him away. But Jazz didn't panic, um, figure out a way to facilitate offense, and, and Bogey did a great job, uh, Rudy did a great job, um, and then really impressed with the, the continued growth of Donovan Mitchell and Joe Ingles in terms of their – uh, just unselfishness and the culture of the team. They, they really are the guys who kind of lead that. Just pulled up the college basketball scoreboard because I know you've had an eye on the Gonzaga game. Yeah, what is that? They've uh, they've pulled ahead of Portland. They've gone on a big run. They're now up 59-51 with uh, about 10 minutes to go I can't, in the game. I can't tell you the number of nights, and it's so funny because I'm looking at this and it like right now it doesn't matter to me, but the number of nights where Gonzaga will be playing Santa Clara or – you know San Francisco or somebody and the other team would be up five or six and you'd start going oh this is the night okay they just don't what's crazy is they don't lose those games and like none of them they don't their record against the WCC outside of BYU and St. Mary's is unbelievable in the last whatever 10 years they just don't lose those games but they were down seven at the half. No, if we if we really wanted to dig into our memory banks, I bet you you and I could go back through it right now and figure out which one of those, how many of those games they've actually lost. Because it's what like maybe one a year. Yeah, and the, cra- the craziest part to me is Mark Few just every day he walk he wakes up. I would imagine his house is gold plated because every I mean nine out of ten times he takes the floor they win, if not more. I mean it's just insane what that guy's done up there. All right, we want to say a big thanks to Lock and Boone doing fine work uh, calling the game as usual. Thanks to our broadcast assistants. Big thanks to Adrian Leiser, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to the title sponsor of the post-game show. That's Mark Miller Subaru. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. And Tim, as always, thank you, my friend. Six in a row. You're on a heater, buddy. I'm on a heater, and I get to work with one of the best dudes in the business, Mr. Jake Scott. Thanks, Jake, for always being so good to me, and uh, thanks, Adrian, for lunch for dinner tonight. Yeah, how about Adrian coming Stay through, time. stepping up, runs the, the board, brings. I mean, what doesn't he do? What a good dude that Adrian is. Now, if you could just get a haircut. 
Now keep it rolling, Adrian. I like I it. I refuse. I like it. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It's it's always fun hanging out with you, Tim. Uh, coming up, uh, next game for the Jazz will be the Orlando Magic. That'll be Saturday night. It'll tip off at 5 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 4, and of course you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.